Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take oftentimes big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Hey, this is Nate and Kate here with Between Sundays. Your life is lived every day and what happens between Sundays matters. And we are bringing a topic today that we don't talk about very much because no. it's not always happy. It's yeah, it's some it's a topic about death. Why do we want to talk about this? I don't know. We're not like obsessed with it in any way, but it has just kind of like, it's just been on our minds. Can I just, I don't know how else to say it. We've been thinking about it on and off for maybe a couple months. Yeah. Um, Different experiences over our, you know, lifetime that we've encountered it uh, and to talk about it. I think sometimes it's uncomfortable. It's, um, we shy away from it, I think, as a society. Yeah. But we're going to just look at it kind of like we, a couple points we wanted to bring up is just the reality of it and why are we afraid of it. Right. And is there any way to accept it or embrace it even as a believer? Mm-hmm. So there are not many common experiences that we have in life, right? Like right. there's not a lot of things that we can say we all will experience this same situation. But if you take a minute to think about that, like death is really one of the only things in life that everybody will experience for themselves, Mm -hmm. which is a very scary thing because death can be so painful. Um, It can be disappointing. And we just don't always talk about it a lot until it's upon us. And then we're like, why have we never talked about this? Why don't I know how to deal with it? Um, And part of that is really, really deep. So I do have to say this is a very expansive topic and we're not counselors. We're not trained to like have grief counseling. But what we really hope to do is to just bring up a way for you to be um, maybe a little more intentional around topics with death. Even for the two of us to be talking about this is, it's uncomfortable, but it's something that we want to be able to talk about more because, um, you know, as Christians, we know that when we die, You know, we believe we're going to heaven. We're going to spend eternity with Jesus, with God, with our Savior. And that is definitely something to look forward to, but not something to rush. (laughs) So what's the, yeah, where where are we at with all of that? that? Yeah. You know, I remember when we went to um, that lawyer to do our like will and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that was just so weird. And, And I honestly, I think the only reason we did it was because at the time your job paid for it. And I remember us sitting down and doing it, and there was just this like feeling in the room of like, what? It, I don't know. I don't. Right. Just the reality of it mm-hmm. that nobody wants to address because it just, I don't know, it's just such a downer in right. general yeah. to bring up, yeah. especially that's something I think as parents or um, even just as just people, single riders, like I have some friends at work who are, you know, they're not married and, you know, they're in relationships, but there's things where we were just doing our benefits the other day at work. And one of them has like, we had this realize that their 401k had no beneficiaries to it. And I was like, leave it to me. Like if I'm still around, I'll help you. <laughs> I'll take that. care I'll of that care for of you. That. You know? So it was like funny. She had to go through all the stuff, get her like parents and siblings. Uh, like, so it was like this moment of like, what if? Right. Or not even the what if, but when, which is, I mean, you have a statistic about death that yeah, I think you could yeah. share. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't so much address when, 
but it does say that 100% of people will die. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I actually just made it up. It sounds real. But it's real. I've, I'm yet to prove that differently. Uh, when we think about the reality of death, Nate, <laughs> go ahead. everyone will die. This is just so sad. But it is. It, and I think it's like when you're younger, it pretty much seems impossible. I never, when I look back, I mean, I'm 41, but go take, cut me in half, put me at 20. Not close to my radar. I remember us sitting down as a newlywed couple Mm -hmm. and we met with Josh Raditz, Primerica, trying to sell me life insurance. And I was just like, gosh, that seems like such a waste of money. Like I'm going to waste $10 a month on this term life insurance for what? Like, And I remember him having to convince me as a husband to my new wife that you should at the very minimum have your funeral covered if something happened. And I'm just looking at him like, what's going to happen? Like, I'm just killing it right I'm now. 20, I'm 20. I go to the gym twice a month. Me. I go to the gym, go to McDonald's. I eat Doritos. Yeah, like, who cares about this? Like, And like that was so unrealistic to me personally, which is unrealistic in reality, but what are you going to do? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. now here I am 41, got my little son at home, got you, got responsibilities. Now I've got stuff in order and it's just more of a reality. And at work, I mean, I work, I've seen, I've, I've experienced people dying. Right. I do. I do think that the longer you live and I, I don't like I'm in my thirties. I, I'm not saying like I'm old, but just through my 20s, I really, it wasn't a super big reality to me. Like just even just thinking about, um, you know, your loved ones passing or something, it just seemed like I have forever until I'll need to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And then you get into your 30s and more time has passed and you've just lived a little more and you've lost some people and you've seen things. And then all of a sudden it becomes a little bit more real where I've had a few points in my life where I'm face to face with it. And it's just like really, it's so sobering because death is just so final. Can we talk about that? Like when was it the most real to you? Um, You know, I've had a couple times when I've lost someone really close to me. I'd say probably when my sister passed away, she was, she was young, like, Mm -hmm. you know, 30. And so it was a very unexpected. And so that was probably the most difficult thing I mean, it shook me in a lot of ways. Like it shook, I questioned God, I questioned my faith. I thought, where is she? I never Mm -hmm. really learned that much about heaven other than that it was like a final destination for believers. And when she passed, I was reading everything I could about heaven, trying to figure out when the Bible says this, what does it actually mean? And like, what do you do all day when you're there? And all of a sudden, somebody I loved was in this place that I was so unfamiliar with and I didn't know anything about. So I was trying to research it to just try to understand. Like I feel like between my mind and my spirit, I was grasping for some type of understanding of where she was now and what this experience of death was like. Yeah. The uncertainty of what's going on is sobering. Mm-hmm. We we had a, at work someone came for a procedure, and then there's always these 1%, 10 whatever percentage risks of whatever procedures you go to for things at hospitals. And they're there because sometimes that you fall in that risk. Mm-hmm. And I remember this patient passed away. So then we move on because we're, it's only like 10 in the morning, you know? So we move on with our day and we keep cruising and 
we're in the lunchroom and we're eating lunch. <laughs> and I'm just like, where do you guys think this dude is now? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know how else to bring it up, but I'm just right. thinking like, this is like a reality of like someone just expired. Well, there's this mystery of it. Yeah. That they were just here and now they're not. Now they're not, you know? And like, and that's a perplexing thing at, with my job too, where somebody is like, when is the death? Like I've, I've been a part of codes where we're doing stuff with people. And I'm like, I, it's just, it's a, it's bizarre, Kate, like mm -hmm. somebody on life support where they're essential. I mean, it's life support. You turn it off and they, their body expires or yeah. you know, they pass away. And it's like, it's just the most bizarre thing. And I think it's very hard. Um, it's hard because our society, I think, just wants to not deal with it on a whole. Mm -hmm. Not everybody. I mean, but man, you see it. I feel like I've seen it at, at the hospital sometimes where like we're family, disregard even what the person initially wanted. And I don't even know how much to speak to this, but because for them, it's so much. So whether it's so hard, it's, it's so overwhelming. painful, it's overwhelming. There's no, mm -hmm. it's a shot. It's like this, everything is happening at once. And, um, and they're losing traction. And, the, you know, as the healthcare providers, you know, you're kind of, you're honoring the family. It's like this whole thing. You go back and forth on all these things. And, and to see it play out is, is wild. And that's, it's real. It's just real. It happens. It's, it happens. And like, it's and a that, common experience. It, it, and it really can uh, bring people together sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes death does have a way of bringing people together. But it, it, it's a common experience in life. But, um, I feel like it just when you do talk about it, it just feels so like dingy or something. It does, and it's I think so, I I wonder as for believers, the, just the unnaturalness of death, where like the Lord is just life, right? You know, He brings right. like like from the beginning of just like you know He is life mm -hmm. to the full, and then for us to be, you know, I I just I think sometimes about where the Scripture says we're just passing through here, and then we put. But it's so, it's reality. It's right. It's real. It's what we see. It's what we touch, smell, taste. It's everything that well, is then, tangible. And, and kind of getting into like why we're afraid of death sometimes. And I don't know if like afraid is the right word, but it's just it, death is like one of those experiences that in, it invites you into God's mysteries because there's a certain fear of what you don't know, what mm -hmm. you can't completely wrap your mind around. And I think when it comes to death, like, even though I can logically study it out and try to understand what's happening, who can really tell me like what is going on in the spirit? And that I feel like it is a big mystery of, you know, think about the mystery of like life and birth and how that comes to be. And then you have this baby and you're raising it. So you don't, you don't consider it that much after death. It's like, there's quiet, there's yeah. sobering, there's somberness. There's like it's clarity. It, it it is like it brings like a certain like okay what do you believe because mm -hmm. that's going to come out now you know and I you know you hear you we read these things we hear like the go to heaven and come back and they talk about it go to hell come back and they talk about it and that's that's also just like there's like well what's is that real is this that you know there's so much like you said the word yeah. mystery is perfect I I'll share this my uncle he passed away a couple of years ago. And he went into the hospital with COVID, ended up staying. Um, I'd go and visit him. He was just kind of like riding this line for like a couple of weeks. He, I was in the, um, at work. I heard him call a code on his room. I go up there. 
they did like, I don't know, I'd call it like a soft code. Like they just did a couple of compressions. Um, there's no meds, no shocking and all that kind of stuff. He just kind of turned back on. And I'm sitting at the end of the bed and I've got my mask on and all this stuff and I'm looking at him and he looks at me and we he recognizes me and he just starts saying, the Lord saved me. The Lord saved me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> I'm like, all right, just breathe into the right. like, mask right now. We'll talk about this later. He gets sent to the ICU. Um, I would go and visit him and I'm watching him ride this line and he's not getting better. He's not getting worse. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if I remove myself from the situation and looked at it from a medical standpoint, I'm like, this just isn't good. Like you're going too far. You're riding this too far. You need to start turning around. So then I'm on call one weekend and I go in there and I'm talking to him and he's just getting, it's beating him. He's getting tired. He's getting like, you know, so we, I would FaceTime with my family, with his, with my dad, his siblings and his wife and my aunt, you know, and, um, I was so curious, like, what were you talking about when you woke up from being mm-hmm. a, like, Right. Code. Was he talking about like just now the Lord saved him or the Lord saved him generally, yeah, like throughout you know? his life? And I'm God like, is savior. so I'm sitting there with him and I'm like, what happened that day with you when you, when they did that code and you had to, you know, they brought you back and you turned back on a little bit. What happened? What did you kept saying? The Lord saved you. And we're sitting there in the ICU and he says to me, it's a terrifying thing to fall in the hands of a righteous God. It's judgment and it's mercy. Jeez. And he says this to me. I'm looking at him and I'm like, I just went radio silent. Like I didn't even know what, like that statement was just so heavy in the room. Right. Like I'm like, I don't even know how to drink that in right now. Like mm-hmm. So we're just staring at each other for five minutes. Um, as like death was like squeezing him over those weeks, it was wild to see. It mm-hmm. was wild to see because it was like, there was like like the Lord was coming out of him. Like it like where James talks about this pressure of life, this pressing, you know. And he would share the gospel. And then there was this one one day where like he had me call his family and he had to get some stuff off of his chest. Like he talked to his wife and his sons about certain things. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know that I should be here. That's personal. It's just like this is it's just like this moment where it was like this was just coming out of him. Like it wanted to squeeze him. And then like he just went, it just went to where it just was like the Lord coming out of him as he was, as life, it was, death was getting him. And then one morning I came in, he said he decided he wanted to be like a no code and they took him off the BiPAP and he passed away that morning, you know? And it was just like, and I talked to him that morning. I went in the room and I said, you sure? Like, this is what you want, right? And he's like, yep. He's fully in his right mind. And I just said, Oh, Roger, you're in good hands either way. You're good. He's like, I know. <laughs> and I'm just like, shook. Right. Shook, you know? And I'm like, what? And watching that happen, this is like uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And it's scary, you know? And it's just real. And I don't know. I don't know everybody's experiences with it. Right. I just know ours. Like we've had where Allison passed away, we've had um, other family members, like, you know, unexpected, tragic. Um, ones that just came on so quickly or, you know, these different things. And and to just kind of like to get eyes on it as a believer is, I think there there is a reality check there for us to mm-hmm. that needs yeah. to happen. 
I agree. I think that one of the things that's hard about that is it really does leave, even if you're a very strong believer and you're happy, your loved one is with the Lord and and you're okay, like you're mm-hmm. taken care of, you're, you have what you need in all of the logical sense that you would, there's still like a hole yeah. that, that that person's life filled. It didn't give you fulfillment. It didn't make you a whole person, but there's a certain place that they were in your life that's just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it can be so painful. And then trying to figure out how to grieve when, you know, I've heard how I've heard people say like everybody grieves differently. Like some people want to be surrounded by community and in some cultures, that's the norm. You know, there's a wake and a huge, mm-hmm. you know, there's a family surrounds each other and other people want to be alone and and collect their thoughts and um, you know, I feel like it's hard to know how to grieve well with people. Yeah. And that's just a hard thing about death is, you know, kind of the awkwardness of that is coming, whether you're the person that's really hurting or you're trying to comfort somebody, both positions are difficult to be in. And it's like, um, I don't know. I feel like we have, we sometimes like say, well, we're going to have the funeral service and, you know, all of the immediate things are done, like maybe a visitation, a funeral, and then people move on. Mm-hmm. Like people who are mourning with you move on, but you're still in the rut, the the depth of that. Um, and I think that can continue for a very long time, um, which is where, you know, it is good <laughs> to get help, like to, to see a counselor, because that is a very traumatic experience. It changes so much about your life that it's worth it to invest into, you know, the, the mental health that can yeah. come with that too. But even, I guess, just just us talking about it right now just makes me think about how having these conversations ahead of time can maybe help you know that when hard time comes, this is kind of a, these are some steps I can take or something. Yeah, yeah because having some stuff planned out ahead of time, you're the little bit that I've experienced and seen, you're not in an emotional state. Generally, most people to be just calling shots. To make like decisions. It can be hard. Mm-hmm. And I think by... By having stuff kind of laid out, it alleviates the pressure from the people who are left right back here. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah. and to where they can, you can kind of lean into the idea of just honoring the person as that happens. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that is important. That's why I think these like these moments to stop and do the things that nobody wants to do, the responsibilities of life, of the will, and the this and the the that's, and this is what I want when, mm-hmm. not if, but when. Um, and that's, I think that's just general. You don't even need to be a believer in the Lord. That's right. just out of, I feel like, respect for your family and stuff. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. So do you think, do you think that there is a way to kind of embrace this idea of life here on earth ending as a Christian? Man, I think so, Okay, It's just still unnerving. You know, I think of like, because I think like with faith and with belief in the Lord and like you have hope for like if something is happening in life that especially if it's not just like a tragedy of just like, boof, gone, car accident, you Mm -hmm. know, anything that's just instantaneous death to where like you get a sickness or you get something that happens where you're seeing a family member or friend or something going through something, you have a hope for the Lord to heal them and like, and, and a hope in the miraculous and but then all the while, there's times where, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, well, he reminded us that we're just passing through here, mm-hmm. that there's there's just more than we're just, we are just a mist. It's a vapor. You're, you're here for 
70 to 90 to 100 years and it's like it just it just goes and then to have to embrace it i think it it to me to embrace death is to embrace my hope in the lord That's because good. the death yeah. isn't natural to him right and we don't we don't want to be us. welcoming we don't want to be like welcoming towards it that's not yeah. how we're trying to sound it's more of like a how do you do this well mm-hmm. how do you deal with the this part of life well yeah i i want to i want my faith to look from eternity back this way because if i if i look at the concept of my hope is in the lord that my hope is that jesus will right all of the wrongs that yes. the godhead is in going to clean up all of this disaster of sin mm-hmm. and then i start moving backwards to this moment with me and you sitting here together there's a hope that is eternal in me right and then when when death comes i i hope to to hold on to that yeah because we don't know i don't know how i'm going to handle death when it comes at different levels of personalness to me right when it it gets Um, so close to home that it's your husband or your wife or that mm -hmm. person that you've you've been so close with in your life it just is it's different. It's, it's different. so different. It's different. And to like say something so bold or so arrogant sounding when I'm not dealing with it, I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Um, but well, to embrace it as a believer, it's for me, it's to embrace life with the Lord. It is. I have this quote. So I was telling you how I had done some research on heaven. And one of the books that I read was called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. It's a huge book. Like if you're a reader, it's huge. Just <laughs> like, dig into just it. 580 <laughs> it's like, pages. Yeah. So um, the quote is this, for the Christian, death is not the end of adventure, but a doorway from a world where dreams and adventures shrink to a world where dreams and adventures forever expand. That's poetic. It is. And when he writes about heaven, it's so beautiful and it's scriptural and it's heartfelt and um, I think, like you said, just to keep that hope of heaven, to keep the hope of remembering what Jesus did for us and remembering that we will, you know, our other loved ones who've gone on to be with the Lord, we'll see them again one day is really important. Mm-hmm. Like even the Bible says, we don't mourn like people who have no hope because we are hopeful. Um, and I think that something today is like, maybe if you know somebody who's grieving or if you know somebody who's hurt or you yourself are missing a loved one. I think just taking a minute to think about, to to not dwell in it, but to think, how do I appreciate that person? How do I move forward? And how does that impact? How does the fact that death will happen, how does that impact my life? Yeah. There's something so funny to think back as you, like, this, it's serious, but then like I think of, so my uncle who passed away was my dad's twin. So then after he passes away, my cousin, he called my dad and he's like, hey, um, he left a, a present for you if you want it. And my dad's all like, oh my gosh, like emotionally like ready for something. And he's like, his hearing aids are here at the <laughs> hospital and they would fit perfectly my dad's identical ears. So it became so funny. And my dad's like, yeah, I'll take those because they were like very expensive. <laughs> he just got them. But it's like, funny to think funny. about like the things like our nieces and nephews when they were little. I'd be like, hey, if you die, can I have I your know. Nintendo Wii? They're so morbid. And I'm like, I wish I would have kept all the weird things that they asked for <laughs> and then just be like, yeah, here's my Nintendo Wii from... You know, like, just like there is oh, something. Man. I think that there is a beauty in the family, in the in the relationship that can be found in these hard 
just times that are like yeah that that are just so so much pain but there can there i think with the lord sometimes there can just be a vein of yeah of beauty within the pain you know well yeah and let's not take take it lightly that there is a season to celebrate there's a time to mourn mm-hmm. and that when it is a time for mourning that we can we can do that well for one another and and be there for each other during those hard times for sure Guys, it's um, our purpose is just encourage you, like as people, to be present and intentional with your faith every single day. Um, with this topic, this is a tough one, but man, I hope that it just kind of, I hope that you can find the encouragement in it. Is as tough as this is, and as like much of a downer as it can be, that maybe there's some things right now, this you know, these next few weeks that you can kind of get lined up or talk about or um, even just get eyes on. All right. So thanks a lot for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Um, Remember that what happens between Sundays matters. Okay? Bye-bye. You never say bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day. And what happens between Sundays matters.